Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets edunacious in generosity. As I've stated in a previous podcast episode, the next series of podcasts, they will address the edunacious educator. And the word edunacious is an adjective and it means holding firm to God-honoring principles whilst educating students despite past and present challenges. So today I want to focus on an educator who is edunacious in showing generosity. Now serving as a God-honoring educator comes with countless sacrifices. Many of the sacrifices educators make are not seen by the world or even their colleagues, but God sees every sacrificial seed planted. Generosity is a God-honoring principle that edunacious educators exhibit on a daily basis, even when it means sacrificing their own time, their own money and resources for the advancement of their students. With the many pressures of making sure students hit expected academic targets, some educators not only have the job of teaching, but have taken on another task of nurturing and commitment in purchasing outside resources and contributing towards their students' success. And although the edunacious educator might have a tight financial budget, they exemplify generosity by making sure their students who don't have food at home at least have snacks to eat in class and enough to share with their families. While the edunacious educator tries to balance their time with family, friends, and loved ones, they never forget the importance of investing in their students, although they are tired. The edunacious educator might live on a tight financial budget but aims to pull resources together to make sure their students have what they need, even though they aren't reimbursed or recognized. The edunacious educator could possibly be criticized by their fellow colleagues who don't understand why they are making all these sacrifices for the students when the school, the church, or institution, the college campus can pay for the students' necessities. But the edunacious educator knows the greater reward comes from the great rewarder, even if it costs them now. The edunacious educator speaks words of encouragement and God-honoring declarations over their students, even though their colleagues spew out negative words that don't bear God-honoring fruit in their students' lives. The edunacious educator generously prays for their students and families, even though days are rough, times are hard, and life is a challenge. The edunacious educator seeks the well-being of their students, even when others seek to abandon and give up on their progress and overall academic and spiritual development. Although the edunacious educator is generous and sacrifices much, God sees their work in seed sown. The daily routine might appear dull, but their God-honoring impact is shining ever so brightly. An educator's influence, sacrificing generosity, will produce a magnificent harvest, not only in their lives, but in the lives of their students. So for every edunacious educator out there, keep up the great work. And if you are listening and you're not an educator, I'm pretty sure you can go back 
in the recesses of your mind and think about, you know, when you were in school, no matter what level you were in, whether it was a public, private institution, whether you were at a church, whether you were an athlete and you had an educator who, you know, encouraged you, pushed you forward, saw something in you, or anybody who was an educator who came alongside of you just to scaffold you in the right direction. Those educators, they took their job seriously, and you could really tell that they cared about the students because you can also think about a lot of educators who did not care about students. Um, They didn't put their best foot forward. They could care less about anybody's academic development, spiritual development, personal development, uh, relational development. They didn't care about development, period. They just cared about their, their paycheck. And there's nothing wrong with caring about your paycheck. When we get to the point where you have educators disrespecting students, that's a major problem because individuals don't realize that when they, um, and when I say individuals, some educators don't realize that people are entrusting their time to you to teach some kind of skill to whether their child, their student, or themselves so they can become a productive citizen in society. And when people take that lightly and they disrespect the very people they're teaching, they will be held accountable. So I just want to encourage any individual who is going through a tough time with an educator or an educator who's having a tough time just really understanding their purpose and they only see it as a job because they feel like they don't want to be there. It's just a lot of levels to it. But I just want to encourage you, while you are where you are, remain and aim to be edunacious, holding those God-honoring principles to what you're doing so you can shine and the Lord will bless you and he can use you for where you are. And I can personally think about several educators who really helped me, and they didn't have to. They didn't have to help me at all. And one in particular is when I was working on my bachelor's, I was a music major, and my specialization was piano, and I had a my minor. My minor was business administration. So being a music major, specializing in piano, it came with a lot of, you know, work, a lot of practice time, and a lot of responsibility. Um, when I first started the music program, and I started late because I was supposed to start when I first got to TSU, which was 2003, but I waited a whole year before I actually began taking those major courses in music, and that was 2004, but I had an issue with the dean of the music department at that time. She was my applied music instructor, so she was supposed to teach me different pieces, and I had to perform them um, every semester in this class entitled Seminar. But when it was time for me to meet with her, because we had a schedule, when it was time for me to meet with her, she never, never never wanted to meet with me. When she did meet with me, the meetings were supposed to be an hour or an hour and a half long. She would only meet with me for like 20 or 30 minutes. It got to the point when I was walking to her office to go to my private music lessons, 
I'd see her in the street driving off. She'd look straight at me and just go about her business. And then when I'd get to the um, door of the room, she'd have a note saying, oh, I'm not meeting today. I got a meeting. I'm about to go do something else. So when I got to the point where I would, you know, be walking and thinking, I'm like, this lady does not care. Um, She doesn't care at all. And I didn't know it was just not only me. She had another group of students that she was supposed to be teaching also, and she was not fulfilling her obligations to teach us to get us to the next level so we could graduate. She did not care. And I can honestly say that. She did not care. And when I found out about the other students who were going through the same thing, they were saying, oh, she didn't meet. You know, she'd see me, and she'd walk straight past me. It was just the same story with a different person. So I remember, you know, I told my daddy about it, and my daddy was like, okay, what you need to do is make a log, and when you make a log, put all the times that you're supposed to meet and then the time she don't show up so we can type something up and submit it, you know, to the proper authorities on campus because he was paying for those classes, and I wasn't getting what I was supposed to get from my instructor so I could make a decent grade to get to the next level. So my dad spoke to Dr. Perkins, which was another music instructor on campus, and he let her know the issue, and she knew what was going on, but she wasn't a dean. But, you know, the Lord used her to work some things out. And the next semester, I had her as my applied music instructor. And no doubt, she received a lot of office drama and office, you know, ridicule because of what she did. Because what happened was when she took me and some other students from the dean, the dean lost money because she was getting paid to teach us. She was getting a check. But when Dr. Perkins took that, she not only received whatever she received, but she was intentional, she cared, and she was an educationist instructor. So throughout my years of undergrad, it got to the point where I was delayed because I didn't receive the instruction I was supposed to receive for those first semesters of being in the program. And although I knew how to play the piano because I played the piano when I was in middle school all the way to, you know, I got to college, but I wasn't at the level where I needed to be. Dr. Perkins took that time out to, you know, instruct me. She would double up on my lesson time. Um, It got to the point where not only was I at this lady's house, A lot of my classmates were at her house. We were going in her house in shifts. Like, I'd be at her house on, like, during the summer. I'd be at her house from, let's say, 10 o'clock to 11.30 in the morning. And then when I'm leaving, I see my classmates coming in, and they getting it in. You know, they come into her home, and she's helping them. And she wasn't getting paid for that. But her goal was, okay, I got to help them get to the next level because they've missed out. And I want to see them succeed. And that lady taught me a lot. She helped me with my degree plan because that's a whole nother podcast within itself about um, academic advisors. Depending on the school you go to, you are your own academic advisor as it relates to following your curriculum. I think I talked about that in one podcast, but I need to go further in detail. But It just shows the level that Dr. Perkins had as far as caring about her students and 
caring that they got to the next level. And she didn't even know the seed she was planting in me because what she did with me, that's something that I held dear because I was like, now I'm a professor and I want to help my students to the level where I see something in them where they really are trying and they really want to get to the next level and I see that they're determined. I want to help you too. So I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that you get what you need and do what you need to do because not everybody has that support. And then some people don't even know how to go about even getting it. So when you come across people who really care about you, who really love you, who really show an interest in you to help you, it really stands out. And you can meet anybody who gives you those qualities, but with time, with patience, and with trials and situations that you go through, you realize, well, this person, you know, they stood the test of time with me, and they really care. And those people are really treasures that you'll never forget. And some of those treasures come in the form of educators. But make a long story short, Dr. Perkins really helped me. It got to the point where... Um, like I said, I was at a house practice and I was at school practicing and of course I had to put my work in. So I had to start waking up at my parents' house at four o'clock in the morning practicing. And I must say, um, when I say practicing, I was practicing the piano. So I'd go downstairs in the living room, which is in the central area of the home. And I'd wake up, go downstairs. And I remember when I first did it, man, my, my family... When I say my family, it was really my brother and my sisters, my two little sisters. They were not happy campers about that. They were like, man, what, what, what's going on? Why are you doing this? We're asleep. My daddy came out of the room trying to figure out, what are you doing? But the seeds that Dr. Perkins planted in me let me know I need to do more because I couldn't wait for a practice room on campus when those weren't available. Um, I couldn't get to the school at 5 because, you know, my daddy wasn't playing that for me to be leaving the house at 4 or 5 in the morning to be on a, a campus really by myself at 5, 6, and 7. And I'm only 20-something years old, a young lady at that. So I had to do what I had to do. So my option was to wake up and practice, even though it was uncomfortable for my family for a time, but then it got to the point where they enjoyed it. You know, if I missed a day, my brother would come in my room or, you know, hit me up on the phone during the day. Like, hey, what happened to you this morning? You know, you didn't play the piano, man. I was late. You know, you my alarm clock. Stuff like that. But if it had not been for God, if it had not been for him using Dr. Perkis, an edunacious educator, to help me, I don't believe I would have got as far as I did in a short amount of time and with the attitude that I could do it because I was already not a fan of my department. But she really helped me, and that is something that I think about. I talk about her all the time. Every student that I've ever taught, they know about her. Uh, My family is grateful for her because I endured a lot of trials, a lot of issues um, that I didn't really have to go through, I don't think, that were unnecessary dealing with that dean that previous dean because she made it hard for me because when the money was taken from her because she wasn't teaching me anymore 
she got to the point where she made it just a living hell, just a living hell um, being a music major. I went through trials and tribulations. People still don't know I went through. They do not know. But it really taught me. It worked out for my good because it taught me what it means to be an educationist educator, what it means to be a productive student, and what it means to no matter the trials and tribulations you face, even though you want to give up and you don't know what's going on, you just got to keep going. You got to keep going. And the the lessons that I learned from the educationist educator, Dr. Perkins, like I said, it's helped me and it's also helped me through the other levels and degrees that I've achieved. And in turn, I hope it helps you. So if you know an education educator, I guess you could reach out to them, pray for them, whatever you want to do. to just let them know that you care because you would be surprised if you told somebody, hey, you know, I see what you're doing. You don't even have to do that, but I know it's hard for you. But, you know, I'm keeping you in prayer or... You know, just showing and expressing your love or appreciation to them in some type of form, they might break down crying. It could be a coach. They just look at you and be like, oh, man, thank you. You know, they, they'll probably fall to the ground because people really don't know. It could be a preschool teacher, daycare worker, a professor, a prestigious educator who's a principal, a dean. When you know that they really care and they live a life of integrity, if you tell them that and you're praying for them, they will truly appreciate that. So um, be encouraged. And if you want to read this Bible plan, the Edgenacious um, Bible plan, you can go to Version and you'll see it. All you have to do is go to the search bar, click in E-D-U-N-A-C-I-O-U-S, or you can type my name in and you'll see a list of Bible plans and you just select that one. You can share this Bible plan or let the, anybody you know who's an educator um, read this Bible plan so they can just be encouraged. And two scriptures that I want to leave you with just to think about and ponder throughout the day as it relates to being an educationist educator is the first one is Matthew, the ninth chapter and the 37th verse, which reads, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful but the workers are few. And I want to leave you with Galatians, the sixth chapter and the ninth verse, which reads, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So that's fitting. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to sign up for weekly encouragement and to download the Edgenacious devotional on the site. You can order inspirational apparel. You have the option to connect with me on Instagram at aim towards the target. I have a few Bible plans on the Version Bible app. You can subscribe to and complete individually or with those you know. I hope I've said something to encourage you. Enjoy your day. Peace and God bless.